Vampire Tales number three. I am so excited. I am too. I have really good stories. I Okay, I know we're not supposed to go with the theme. Well, first of all, hi everybody. Welcome back to our booze. Welcome back. I did kind of a theme Wait, for my campfire tales. We have to introduce tales. ourselves. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, go ahead, Cindy. <laughs> she said okay. <laughs> i'm cindy i'm gabriella i'm andrea and we are haunted, haunted and okay oh. um so today like cindy said is our third campfire tale um as i was trying to say earlier before it interrupted anyway i went with a little theme for mine i went with haunted houses i don't know if uh, everybody I else love did my favorite there's nothing that i love more than a little Haunted house, right? Haunted house, yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. So you okay. have how many? I have two. Tales. Okay, I only have one, but it's okay. long. And it's spooky, and it's dedicated to you, Andrea. Shut up. I know. Oh. Just so you boos know, <laughs> Cindy texted me and Nana in our group chat, and she's like, Andrea, I have a long story, and it's for you. I was like, mm, I don't want it. <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> So let's get started. Who's going first? Sydney, do you want to go first or last or middle? Um, I say you go first and then I okay. will. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So my first one is titled A Personal Tale, The Haunted House on Grand Driver Street. Hello. I thought I would leave this personal experience for you guys. I live in a very rural... I can never say this word. Roll, roll town. Deep in the Ozarks of Missouri. Strange things do tend to occur regularly reg regularly around this area. I experienced some of this strangeness myself when I was 21 years old in the winter of 1999. This is a story I have only ever told to one other person. When I moved into a small house for rent in our small town, it was in an odd little area where it was quote-unquote in town, yet surrounded by forest on most of its side. Not a lot of forest, just about one acre, but there were more houses. And when I say quote-unquote small, the house was tiny. It had been built in the 1800s and was sort of ramshackle and out of date. I will eliminate the house member, but it was located on Grand Driver Street in Clinton, Missouri. As soon as I moved in, I got a terrible sense of dread. Having been in the Navy and being mostly down-to-earth person, I don't get very easily spooked, and it takes a lot to make me feel the sense of foreboding I had when I moved into that house. It was almost an oppressive cloud that would surround me, along with an in inexplicable feeling of being watched. Within a week of moving in, strange things began to happen. Especially at night, when the feeling of dread increased, I began to hear scratching sounds, shuffling noises, and rustling sounds coming from other rooms in the house. But, but when I would get out of bed to check, nothing was there. I had no other housemates and no pets, though in retrospect, I wish I did. After about two weeks of moving in and hearing these sounds every night, one night, I was sitting at my computer desk in the small bedroom at the back of the house and the light bulb above me in the ceiling fixture blew out. I got up to fetch another light bulb to replace the blow blown bulb and I walked into the living room. 
As I stepped into the living room, I flicked the light switch on to make my way to the kitchen where the bulbs were. When I got about halfway across the room, the living room bulb blew out too. I walked into the kitchen where the light was already on over the stove and that light blew as I walked in. At this point, I'm getting pretty uneasy and bewildered. I flicked on the overhead light in the kitchen and that bulb blows also. Then I began to get the feeling of being watched again, intently. So I made sure I locked the door, replaced two of the bulbs because that was all the bulbs I had on hand, and went back to bed, this time with my 9mm next to me. When I woke, everything acted like normal with the bulbs I had replaced, and I was able to replace all of the blown ones with replacements that did not act up after replacing them. The final straw really came about three or, day three or four days after the lights blew. Every night, there was more scratching, scuffling, and now even what sounded like footsteps to me in other areas of the house, no one could be in, but nothing I could ever see when I went in there. One morning, I came home from work, quote, or parentheses, I worked nights, and I unlocked the door, locked the door behind me, and placed my keys in the key tray I had on my coffee table in the living room as I do every other night. I went to bed to go to sleep. I'm extremely 100% positive that I placed the keys in the tray, and I locked the door because of what had been happening in the house before that. It snowed heavily that night, as it tends to do in Missouri winters. When I woke up in the evening, I went to put gas in my car and I could not locate my keys anywhere. I searched all around the coffee table and everywhere else. While I was searching, I saw the mailman stop at the post office at the end of the driveway and leave a piece of mail. So I stopped my search to get the mail. When I went to the door, I went to unlock it and the door was already unlocked, which got my attention very quickly. I opened the door and on the other side, I immediately noticed two distinct things. First, my missing keys were in the doorknob, in the unlocked position, just hanging there on the outside of the door. Secondly, there were a set of small tracks in the crisp one inch thick snow, too small for shoot too small for shoe prints unless it was a toddler that started at my doorstep, went out to the middle of the yard and literally stopped there as if whatever was walking disappeared into thin air. I moved out of that house within a week and to be honest, the, un the uneasy feeling just got worse so that by the time I moved out, I left half of my possessions in the house and dirty dishes in the sink because I wanted out as fast as humanly possible. I swear by the story and this is the first ever time I'm I've ever written about it. I guess I should have done that a long time ago, but it seemed like the place to tell it. Whew. And that's my story. My first story. His haunted house. It kind of sounds like a cabin in the woods without being a cabin in the woods. Yeah. So he was in the Navy. And obviously he had a gun. Um, people in the military are, you know, very brave mm -hmm. so for him to just peace out of there so quickly <laughs> right no, no. It was, yeah. it was a lot you know very threatened by whatever was there yeah especially that last instance i mean it's just so creepy to think like something was in your house and literally walked out like, i don't like that yep you know, I would have done the same thing. Left my, that my dishes in the sink. Mm -hmm. like, Fuck them dirty dishes. I'm out. No, bye, ya. <laughs> I'm gonna give um, this ghost a, a chore to do. Clean my dishes. <laughs> right. 
when I lived on my own, I know my neighbors hated me because I would always leave the keys attached to the door. You oh idiot. God, <laughs> you Yes, I remember that. It's stupid. <gasps> Cindy, how did, so they so always stupid. knock on my door. <laughs> And they're like, um, you left your keys. It was they're just like again. a building with like a bunch of young professionals. They're probably like, this. um, excuse me, miss, your keys are outside. And then in their head, they're like, this dumb bitch did they're it again. Again, get raped. Right, I would always do that because I would like walk in with groceries and stuff, and I would just leave it there like an idiot, like idiota. Mm-hmm. At least you've learned. I hope I've learned. Okay. I've done it a couple of times um, since, but definitely not the same amount. That's good. As often. (laughs) All right. So you have another story, right? I do. So this is another haunted house story. (laughs) The title is Terrifying Haunted House. Personal story again. Okay. (laughs) Also, sorry in advance because as I'm reading these, I haven't read them in a while. And like I'm kind of getting scared, so when I get scared, I laugh and I'll I'll sound weird when I'm pronouncing things. Anyway, <laughs> okay, very <laughs> <Right up. laughs> I guess I'm laughing. All right, some backstory. My dad is retired E6 from the military. Oh goddamn, another, another military, military. <laughs> shit. <laughs> E6 from the military, which means we moved around a lot in my life up until I turned 15. I'm 18 now. This story takes place in Quantico, Virginia. Hey. When I was little, I can't exactly remember my age at the time. My family had moved had moved into a small pink house on a hill. The only way I can describe this house is like a small pink box, essentially. And all I can remember is when we first went to look at the house, I saw furniture. After that, I have zero memory, but the story has been confirmed by by multiple people close to our family and I feel like that's warranted for believing it's true. According to my mom, the first few months of us living in the house, nothing happened. Just a a normal house. But one day, my mom found my room in complete disarray. I was a fairly messy child, but I didn't have much in my room. My bed was completely stripped of my sheets and my train sets were all over the ground. When she asked me, I told her no, I didn't do it. Of course she didn't believe me, so she picked up my toys, made my bed, and went on with her day. Well, about a week later, I got in trouble for something, and my mom told me to go to my room. I told her I didn't want to, so she gave me an ultimatum. Either get spanked for whatever I did, or go sit in my room until I was allowed out. Now, I don't think anyone would choose the first option, but according to my mom, I chose to be spanked for it. My mom then asked why I didn't want to go into my room, and I apparently told her that there was a scary clown in my closet. Oh, hell no. I don't do scary oh, I don't do a clown. Nah, son. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't read that part. Andrea, finish the story. Now, that can be explained as a child with an overactive imagination or something, but what truly terrified my mom was I apparently told her someone was murdered in my room. According to my mom, I gave her specific names of the person who was killed in my room. For this, I'll call the victim Jane. And I also apparently told her the murderer's name too. We'll call him Joe. Instantly after that, my mom got worried and asked me if I knew any more. I apparently said I didn't, but she believed me and said it wasn't something a child of my age would just make up to not get in trouble. 
After this, after this incident, my mom was, sorry, my aunt was babysitting me as my mom had a job interview and my dad was at work with my older sister in school. So it was just me and her and I had fell asleep on the couch. My aunt was watching TV when according to her, she heard a loud crash come from my room. When she went to investigate, she said she found my bed was completely completely turned upside down and my mattress was ripped away toward the wall and my sheets were everywhere. The bed I had was like this big race car bed so I couldn't have lifted it all. Plus, I was asleep on the couch and she was just watching TV. She called my mom and explained everything. At that point, my mom started doing some digging and she was able to confirm that there was someone murdered in our house. That wasn't disclosed to us upon purchase and the murder had apparently the, the murderer had apparently died in the house too. The names matched what I told her, Jane and Joe. My mom was completely terrified and instantly told my dad. Now my dad doesn't believe in ghosts or anything supernatural, so he just told her I was probably just imagining everything, but the murder, he said, was suspicious. I'm not trying to paint my dad in a bad light, but he seriously didn't take this as serious as someone else would have. The one thing that got him to start believing us, though, was when he found me asleep in our hallway in front of my room. He asked me what was going on, and I apparently told him about Jane yelling for help or something like that. He took me into his room with my mom, and come morning time, he told my mom what happened. My mom was fed up by now and called my friend who brought over a Bible. Now, the witnesses to this have all said the same thing, and to be honest, it's very chilling. According to everyone, my mom, my aunt, my mom's sister, so aunt number two, and the person with the Bible, who was just a family friend, all said that the Bible was ripped from the closet shelf and hit the wall, causing it to put a small hole in the wall. I wasn't around for this as my mom had told me to go play in the backyard or something, and no adults were near the closet. They claimed to all be basically hugging the walls to minimize anything caused to them. Caused by them. Shortly after this incident, we did move out into a nice, bigger home that thankfully wasn't haunted, and apparently a family who moved into the house shortly after us up and left in a panic. After moving out, I remember seeing the house being torn down, and that's it. I was able to visit where the house once stood, and it's now just a completely empty concrete lot. I understand this all could have been made up, but later on in life, I dealt with a ghost that act, acted similarly, but not as aggressive in another house owned by a family friend in Missouri. I'll maybe share that story at some point, but seeing as it's October, I thought I'd share this as sort of a spooky story. Okay, hold on. Wait, so, so I picked two of them? Holy wait, shit! Wait, what the fuck? Okay, okay. So you pick a two for two Tuesday ah! because it's two haunted home stories, uh-huh. two military-related military. yes. stories, <laughs> yes, and two stories from Missouri. Oh, Missouri? Oh, yes. shit. I did That's it. Strange. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. That is I, I saw so your face weird. when you <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> when you read Missouri, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> no, because I'm shook it. Um, so, so typically, so the booze note. When I find a story, I don't, I don't read it all the way because I get scared. So I just skim through it, and I usually never read the end because it just says thanks for listening or reading, la la la, whatever. So obviously, I I skipped the Missouri part. Didn't remember the military part didn't read that clown part and 
I'm like mind blown right now. Wait, so the clown Ew. murdered a woman? I guess. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I hate that. Yeah, yeah Missouri. <laughs> so guess where we're not going to go? No, we're definitely going to Missouri. Fuck too. no! Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. But yeah, that's um. those are my stories. So... Thanks, Sissy. Yeah, they were that's good. Toe for toe those days without thinking they would be. Um, Garel, you want to go next? Yeah. So for my story, I purposely went with the holiday theme. Um, you know, because Christmas and New Year's. Oh no, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrea, October <laughs> is a holiday. I mean, I said, oh my God. Holly. You're doing great. <laughs> I'm going, I'm so tired. It's not even funny. Oh, the whole month is basically a holiday for us. Mm -hmm. But Halloween's a holiday too. Thanksgiving. I know, but I'm just okay. saying it's January. Yeah, so. whatever. It's the fucking New Year's and Christmas holidays. Cool. So that's what I was going for. Um, This <laughs> is technically her birthday episode. So she can oh, do yeah. whatever oh, she wants. It is her birthday. Yeah. I know. Thank yeah. you. Your birthday was two days ago. You feel older and wiser? I guess. Yeah. It's 26, so not real. So um, my title for the story is A Christmas Ghost Story. <clears throat> I have to admit, I'm not a fan of Christmas. Not due to any Scrooge-like tendencies. <laughs> Shut up, Andrea. Wait, what did you say? I said... She said... <laughs> I was like, I was just gonna She said, Tennessee, Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. Because <laughs> you're the only 10 I see. Never mind. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be serious. I'm just so tired. Okay. When are you guys are ready? You, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> Domination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pee my pants. Oh God. Okay, okay, okay. go. That's. <laughs> I can't. Okay. <clears throat> Not due to any Scrooge-like tendencies or anything, but because of what I saw when I was seven. I was very excited to see what I was going to get on Christmas Day, you see. So, I crept down the stairs around two or something in the morning. The grandmother clock in the hallway was slowly ticking. I remember it only too well. I found myself shaking as I turned the living room doorknob. Was I that excited? Why did the metal feel so cold? So as not to wake my parents, I slowly pushed the door open and crept into the living room. It was dark and cold. I mean, so cold I can make out my breath and what little light there was. Was that the heating broken? 
<laughs> you remember that one time when I was reading like that the whole time? <laughs> like, uh, this bitch. So, you know that scene in Balto in the beginning when they're like, it's cold. Stop. Send help. Stop. Need medicine. <laughs> fan of Christmas. Not due to any Scrooge-like tendencies or anything, but because of what I saw when I was seven. Mm. I was very excited to see what I was going to get on Christmas Day, you see. So I crept down the stairs at two or so in the morning. The grandmother clock in the hall... <laughs> Sorry. What? What did I do? Did I do you were doing great! God damn it! No! <laughs> what just happened? You're about to get to the door knob. We're muting ourselves now. Okay, just the grandmother clock in the hallway was slowly ticking. I remember it all too well. I found myself shaking as I turned the living room doorknob. Was I that excited? Why did the metal feel so cold? So as to not wake my parents, I slowly pushed the door open and crept into the living room. It was dark and cold. I mean, so cold I could make out my breath in what little light that there was. The switch of the dimmer lights was next to the door. I turned it on slowly and turned the dial. In the diminishing gloom, I could make out the armchairs and the Christmas tree, beneath which I could already glimpse the presence. In the leering, skinless face that was now just an inch away from me. His pupilless eyes seemed to stare straight through me as its stench, as its stench hit my nostrils, like rotting meat and burnt ozone. The thing reared back, its lipless face falling back behind the ragged hood it wore. It turned away and lurched and lipped towards the tree. I could see more of it now. It was stooped and weathered, draped with the rotting rags of what I guess must have once been a robe. The thing seemed mesmerized by the tree. The head swirling by side to side as it contemplated what was it before. And it turned and looked directly at me, lifting a long bony finger up its face where its lips may have once been. My mouth dropped open. I was rooted to the spot. 
I tried to scream, but no noise came out. Finally, I managed to slowly retreat from the living room, turning off the light as I went. I closed the door quietly and crept up the stairs, too petrified to do anything else. I ran into my room and hid under the covers. Only then, only then did I manage to finally, silently sob with fear. The next morning, I put on a brave face and pretended to be excited as I unwrapped my presents with everyone else. Mom must have known there was something wrong as she asked if I was okay. I lied and said I was just tired and I couldn't sleep the night before. She hesitated for a moment but brushed it off as we picked up all the torn wrapping paper left behind. But all I could think of was that thing I saw the night before. <gasps> what was that? What was that? Oh my. What the hell is it that? It was the snow. Oh. Oh my god, dude. Uh, I was like, damn, something's coming for you. Uh, <laughs> I like, I feel like I just lost a life right now. <laughs> your soul just ignited your lives. body for a hot deck. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Where was I? But all I could think of was that thing I saw the night before. I barely played with my new toys. I just kept saying it's, I just kept seeing its face every time I closed my eyes. As the years have drawn on, I've pondered this in some detail. We've forgotten what Christmas really is. It is how we used to survive the darkest and grimmest time of the year. That's what all the tinsel and merrymaking and Santa Claus all stem from, that need to shut out the darkness and the howling blizzard outside. Yet, I think there is something else too. All that crap about Christmas being magical is true. We dress it up with elves and reindeer with red noses, but it's more than that. There, there's a reason why we used to tell ghost stories at Christmas, till Halloween took over. It is the one point of the year where the boundaries between this world and others are at their thinnest. No wonder they have a festival this time of the year. Consciously or not, we're wandering off the horror that seeps into our world during Yuletide. Maybe all the rituals, tacky though they are these days, appease the things that wait and wander and warn oh, wow. them all for another year. What's a Christmas tree but an old pagan totem decorated in candles? A ward or an appeasement? These days I just blot it out of my mind and pretend I'm Buddhist or something. But there's one last thing I will never forget. All those years ago, next night, the scrawled note I found under my pillow. It was just one word. Shh. Shut up. Ew. Ew. Huh? It was shh. Yeah, there was another such. And let me tell you, I've seen and heard a lot of stories and documentaries where people will find like letters or something like really or like audio. You know, yeah, so there's audio. Some yeah, too. obviously audio. Yeah, but someone like there was a story that was submitted. Right, I remember a couple. When was it? A while ago. I lost it though, and they found like a letter or something. Yeah, but man, I should have kept it. Mm -hmm. they, they found a letter or something of what? I don't know. I'm not talking about this story. I'm talking about something else I read. But they found like a letter also. I just After the experience something. Yeah. <clears throat> My God. I mean, I don't know if I completely agree with what she was saying in the end. It could be true, but mm -hmm. I also think oh, she was that, like, like, "What is?" Or he or she was like, "What <clears throat> is Christmas?" But this, I'm like, "Uh, yeah." Like, did anyone tell you it was the birth of Jesus Christ? <laughs> yeah, I have no like, can you send me the story and then I saw yeah. I can read it? Just because yeah. I'm so lost. 
Um, and yeah, I'm, but I'm really <laughs> interested in, in knowing what's happening. Okay. Well, it, the creature was a skinless, like, face creature. And it didn't have pupil pupils. It was like pupilless eyes. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, and it stunk. Well, yeah. Ew, you know, hearing about like demons, they always be stinky too, you know? Yeah, like rotten eggs. Yeah. God, the smell of death. Yeah. Um, but how tall was this thing that did. It was crouched over, thing? so that it, yeah. they probably uh. didn't see the full height of it. Yeah. Wait, so I, again, like, was it like on the tree? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't on the tree. It was just by, like, you know, where the tree would be, like, like in the living room, you know, just lingering. And um, in the story, it said had it, like had like rags on, like rotting rags. Um, it was what seemed to be like a robe, possibly, but it was just dirty, rotted <clears throat> rags. Yeah. And it I, was, did the you thing say seems... that it got, jumped on the tree at one point, like a cat? No, no. Were you not listening, this girl? Listen, no. I was trying to, but it kept, you know. No, when it, it was just standing by the tree, and it was mem- mesmerized by the tree. But at first, oh. like I guess, like when the girl ran into it, it's like, ah, and it went up her face, you know, and um, it looked so, directly at mm-hmm. her, lifting his his or its bony long finger up to her face, or sorry, up to his face. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna. I wonder why it like lifted his finger I and pointed think... to its mouth. That's non-existent. My, this mouth. is my theory. This is my theory. I'm I'm assuming, you know, because he's trying to tell her, shh, be quiet, don't oh. say anything. Thus, thus, why she woke up, you know, with a letter. Um, what was with it? With the note, the next the day. Note. Yeah. Damn. The I next following night. So I'm. I think it's trying to tell it, tell her, like, hey, shh, keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? He's trying to tell her to stop. That's my theory, okay? Because why else would you put like it doesn't have teeth or anything? It's on the yeah. mouth, so its long, pointy fingers is going up to its face, trying to signal her, Shh, be quiet. Yeah, nice. Did That's anyone reply to this? Like, did you see any comments? No comments yet. That's crazy. That's a really good is. story. Sounds like an elemental. I thought it was just interesting. Um. It, I liked it because it did spook me. I was reading it. I was like, oh, I, yeah. I want to read it. Yeah. Um. I do. I don't agree with what it was saying in the end, you know, but I also like reading, you know, people's stories or whatever, whether we go agree with it or not, just because, you know, it's different. It could make a little. <laughs> yeah. Spicy. 100%. Yeah. Good story, sissy. Thank you. I, I literally have an image of it in my mind, what it could look like. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It gives me the creeps. Yeah, that's my okay. Christmas ghost story. Good job. That I read. All right, Cindy, you. your turn. That's dedicated to me. All right, Andrea. For whatever fucking reason. <laughs> you ready for this one? Um, no, but let's do it. Okay, so my story is called Giant Demonic Spider. Shut the fuck up. You <laughs> are so rude. Right. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I I'm yeah, dude. I knew you were gonna react like that. This is dedicated <laughs> to the one I love. <laughs> already. Andrea, this for you. Okay. This happened around five years ago when I was living a very destructive lifestyle. I woke up having a view of myself in third person and first person at the same time. 
I was laying down, paralyzed and levitating about four feet off my bed with my blanket still drooped over me. I noticed a massive tarantula-like spider that was big enough to cover my entire chest sitting on top of me. I was absolutely petrified. I remember the entity trying to give me a very strong menacing sense of superiority, like it was stronger than me and it was in control of the situation. After 10 seconds of this, it began speaking to me telepathically in a very deep voice. It said, my name is, then say an extremely bizarre sounding name from a language I've never heard before. And I don't think I could spell it even if I tried. It felt like whatever it was was trying to possess me because like I said, it gave a very strong feeling that was superior than me in charge of my life now and it was introducing itself. That was the last thing I remember before waking up. I had another experience with the spider where I had just woken up and wasn't paralyzed this time. The entity was on my roof at the other side of the room. This time, it didn't look like a solid being. It looked like it was made out of pure energy. When I noticed that I could see it, it started scurrying towards me very aggressively and before it got to me, it disappeared. That all happened within like 10 seconds. This one happened around the same time. I had woken up on my bed. I had the same point of view and I was paralyzed again, but this time I wasn't levitating. I suddenly felt an invisible force grab onto my left leg. It was very slowly starting to drag me off my bed and I was being dragged. My body was violently flopping around like a rag doll. I had no control over this. I was realizing what was happening and I tried to call for Jesus, but as I was saying, Juh, something held my lips. I literally couldn't say his name and I got the feeling that I was unworthy to speak it because the way I was living. I remember feeling an immense feeling of dread and hopelessness. He wouldn't help me. This one felt like I was a warning. This one felt like it was a warning to change my ways before it was too late. It was the last thing I remember before waking up. I know you guys will say sleep paralysis, but I feel entities can attack us in our dream state and cause what's known as sleep paralysis. There's many stories where people called on Jesus and ended the sleep paralysis episode. Am I saying all sleep paralysis episodes are demonic? I don't know, but mine certainly felt like it. I seen that spider thing another time while I wasn't in sleep paralysis, as I explained in my second section. So that's another reason that pushed me to believe it was really demonic. I also stupidly experimented with astral projection, and I had the same third and first person views astral projecting as I did during my episodes. I've been targeted by other entities while I was intentionally astral projecting, but that's another story. What? <laughs> First of all, kind of cool that she can pull like a Piper move and uh, astro project herself. So this story is wild. Obviously, we all hate spiders like the three of us have arachnophobia. (laughs) Not as bad as Andrea. (laughs) Dude. And so bad. Like, obviously, being paralyzed by some sort of demonic force is terrifying on its own. But in the shape of a spider, I'm done. Like a gigantic no. one sitting on your chest, dude. Like Walk I would down. die. I'm, I'm wanting. You know what that sounds like, it. guys? That sounds like Australian spiders. You right? Girl, it does. Yeah. They're the size of our faces. Basically. Are they? It's probably happened in Australia. Yeah, hundred percent. It had to happen. <laughs> yes, you remember? Um, the, our Australian guy friends. Yeah, catch cowards. They um, they fucking said they had spiders. 
they were humongous. The size of bouquets um, and everything. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. the the part where it was on the ceiling and started scaring towards her. No. <laughs> no. Ew, no, not. I'm done. No, I, I was like, started... okay, you see me? And then starts like, like no! No! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even slowly crawling. It gets like, so fast. Yeah. It's a little long ass. <laughs> it's long it's funny because <clears throat> I was just talking to Alejandro about this the other day. I'm like, um, I my least favorite Harry Potter movie is the second movie. I love the beginning. The beginning is my favorite. But everything else fucking sucks, especially the, the spider scenes. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I'm like, yes, I am Ron because I hate spiders too. I'm Did I ever tell you um, I fainted one time from seeing a spider? No, but I'm not really? surprised. You see my face? Yeah. Not Me and Nana's face right now are unfazed. Disgusting. You seeing a spider? Always faint. No. You and Andrea always faint. I can count the times, the amount of times I fainted. Yeah, same. I think it's three. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's more than that. <laughs> exactly. Um. Okay. So the other part that really spooked me from the story was the Jesus part. Yes. Yeah. This individual tried to say Jesus, and it, he got stuck. Um, it's crazy. like the exact same thing that happened to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but That's I didn't feel I didn't feel like I unworthy. didn't say it because I was unworthy. Obviously, you know that's their own conclusion, unfortunately, because of how they were living their lifestyle at the moment. But it's exactly like you know the same thing that happened to me in both times I had my sleep paralysis episodes. Yeah. Oof. Well, I hope they're doing better. Send a quick prayer that they are. Because that's just what I do. And yes. that was a really good story, even though it, it involved a spider. <laughs> it was disgusting. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This is episode number 16. We hope you guys enjoyed our third campfire tale. What? It's not 16. What is it? Oh. It's episode 17. We've been saying 16 is stupid. You said 16 one time and I didn't feel like correcting you. That's why I say sweet 16. Yeah, I remember last time I was like, sweet 16. No. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but I don't remember nothing. Anyway. Um, can we go back and discuss how important it is that people send us their ghost stories? Oh, yes. I was gonna say the typical I said it once. I said it once and I'll say it again. If you don't send it, I will I will find you and I will kill you. And I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and we all get the ghost story from that from that way. <laughs> I will summon that demon spider. Shut up. <laughs> no, seriously, even if it's not your story, if it's someone else told you a ghost story, um, email it to us, DM it to us. We need listener stories badly for our regular episodes. Um, the more the merrier because we are trying to stick with the theme and that is, is becoming difficult because we don't have enough stories. Stories. <laughs> um, that leads me that what? That reminds me and leads me to my 
I shushed myself. I was in the house of Slytherins. I was like that fucking skinwalker type shit that says shh under the pillow. Shut up. Anyway. Um that reminds me, just so everybody knows, um, we posted a post or story on our Instagram that the first three who were to send us their ghost stories would get a gift. And because we like to shout people out on our podcast, I'm not shouting the names out because I didn't get permission, but we got our listeners who who gave us their stories t-shirts. Yes. Yeah. You heard it here. Custom made design. T-shirts. T-shirts. Thank you for those booze because they came through. And I need the rest of you guys to come through as well. So send us your ghost stories. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And rate and review because that's how people find us. And we are able to share more spooky tales with you guys. And I believe you can rate on Spotify now. Yes. You can. Yeah. And we got our very first rating. Well, I know. Up. From who? I don't know. We don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when, I looked it, when I looked it up, because I, I got the notification that um I went to our page and someone already rated us. So Oh, nice. Aww. Thank you to that, person. to that person. You're awesome. We really you. appreciate it. I'm going to cry. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. Tell your all friends. All about us. Touch your kids, touch your wife, touch your husband. Because mm-hmm. they'd be killing no. everybody out here. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, thank you guys again for listening. We love you, booze. This is episode 17, as Cindy said before. Um, And we'll be back with episode 18. Tune in until next time. Adios. Y bye, y bye adios. adios. adios.